GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. The Jewish community celebrated a coronation service for King Charles III and Queen Camilla. I spoke to the Jewish community's president, James Levy, and also to its unofficial historian, Mesod Belilo. To celebrate International Museums Day, director of the Gibraltar National Museum, Professor Clive Finlayson, was here. He spoke to us about the importance of celebrating our history and about the traditional Open Day, which will happen on Saturday. We also talked to Harry Fairchild, the UK's number one table tennis player with Down syndrome. Harry was joined by his mum, Lindsay, and by the local support groups, Annette Zamit. But we start talking about the Development and Planning Commission's latest meeting. On Thursday morning, they gave the green light to redeveloping Fortress House. Kevin Rees told us it will include a cultural and social hub. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Yes, queda cosita, no? And this is one of those projects, Cardeoso, I think. um, (laughs) It's... uh, it's going to be creating a cultural and social hub. And as you rightly say, exciting project. Those were the words Minister Cortes used to describe it. Um, and that he wished we could have more of this sort of investment in Gibraltar. Because the idea is to redevelop Fortress House. Um, many of our listeners will know Fortress House it has a strong historical significance in Gibraltar's history. It used to be the home of the former governor um, at the tail end of the 1700s during the great siege, post-great siege years. Um, it was also recently the home of the Maharashe family. Um, it's going to be redeveloped and very sympathetically. I mean, um, redevelopment of Gibraltar in the centre of town is always a big talking point. I mean, we've seen new buildings being proposed. Um, the architect and the client have taken great care um, to retain the historical significance of the building, its features, including the use of it. Not, um, they want to enhance... Um, the, the cultural sphere in Gibraltar, the client we're being told is a great art enthusiast and he chose Gibraltar uh, to to home his collection, uh, thinking it will have a big impact in Gibraltar life. Good stuff. Um, and for anyone who's not familiar with Fortress House, it's just off Cathedral Square, right next to, or if you like, in between uh, the Cathedral of the Holy Trinity and the convent. That's right. O coloquialmente, el callejoncito que los taxis. El callejoncito de los taxis. That's exactly. right. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting. Uh, any um, uh, pictures that we can see for in tonight's report? Yes, tonight we'll be featuring, we'll be carrying those pictures, um, the, the artist's impression of what we'll look like. Um, they'll be opening up the back. We've always known the back being closed off. We've seen that black gate. Um, it's going to be an open area now um, with exciting... Uh, very excitingly, it's going to have a children's art gallery and interpretation centre there as well. Okay, sure. Yep. Sounds good. Um, okay, so Kevin, you're reporting on that tonight on GBC News. We look forward to, to getting more details and seeing the pretty pictures. Thank you. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. The Jewish community celebrated a coronation service for King Charles III and Queen Camilla yesterday evening. There were prayers of thanksgiving and supplication at the Shah Hash Amayim Synagogue, Gibraltar's oldest synagogue. I enjoyed listening to the national anthem sung with heart and voice in Hebrew. And I also enjoyed speaking to the community's uh, unofficial historian and registrar, Mesod Belilo, and first to its president, James Levy.
the community, uh, as you know, has been here for 300 years, over 300 years, and we've always celebrated the coronation of, of the monarchs. I, I think I quoted in my speech that the, the God Save the Queen in Hebrew was, was uh, composed by the chief rabbi at the time in 1911 for King George V. So we carry on the tradition. sang it for every subsequent monarch that we've had and uh, sometimes we have to change the word from masculine to feminine depending if it's a king or a queen uh, but it, we've been singing it so long for the, for the queen that it was a bit difficult to sing it now in the masculine <laughs> Every Saturday, uh, when we all get together in the synagogues, we actually have a prayer for, for the king, before for the queen, and for the king and his family. So yes, we are very, very connected to royalty and to the British, and to the British crown, because um, Jews have been uh, expelled from a lot of places in the world. And although Britain did expel its Jews in the early seventh, uh, 15th century, uh, they went back in the 17th century, we've been here since the British conquest and we've enjoyed great uh, freedom, great participation and we're thankful for that. Let's hope that he thinks that the Gibraltar is worth a visit because we haven't had the visit by the monarch since 1953 <laughs> and I remember it. <laughs> I remember nice, it. it would be nice to receive him here. No? Yes, yes, I hope so. I hope so. And forget about what Spain is going to feel about it. Oh, let him come here to his loyal citizens in Gibraltar and I'm sure we're going to give him a hell of a, of a welcome. <laughs> the Jewish community's historian and registrar Mesod Belilo and before him, uh, the community's president, James Levy, speaking to us yesterday evening. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. It's International Museums Day. The theme this year is Museums, Sustainability and Wellbeing. And here in Gibraltar, it's going to be celebrated with an open day on Saturday to make sure that as many people as possible can attend. It's always a fun-filled, family-friendly event. Lots happening. Um, I, I've attended uh, very often with my young family, and it's always good fun. Uh, Professor Clive Finlayson joins us now. Good afternoon, Professor Finlayson. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. And you? Yes, excited about um, this, this Open Day because they're, they're always good fun. 
and um, and now I think that we're, having moved beyond the pandemic officially, um, we always relish having something to celebrate, which before perhaps we took for granted a little bit, but we can now sort of enjoy with extra energy. Indeed, I mean it's um, when we when we put out the information, we said it's the twenty second open day, and we stressed it's the twentieth actually in person. Claro. <laughs> because with the pandemic, there were two years. Um, but we run a virtual museum. It took a lot of effort and a lot of work because it was right through, you know, seven days a week. Um, but it was great fun, though. The response from the public was amazing for those virtual museum open days. Um, but it's not the same. I, oh, mean, I suppose there's a novelty yes, factor, no? There's a novelty factor, and, and you know, it, it really meant we could we could get a lot of information uh, out out across. But it's not the same as, as the personal touch. I always look forward to being there. It's something we started back in 2002. It's, it's incredible, a long time. Um, and uh, it was an experiment at the time, I remember. Um, but experiments become habits and, you know, there's no going back because they become so popular. There are years when we've had, uh, I remember when we had the Nana and Flint exhibit for the first time. I remember that, yeah. I think we had something like 1,700 people coming through, which was incredible. And and I suppose the 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 thing is for for us as people who um, are looking for things to do at the weekend, but are also in some ways inundated with options. You know, we're very lucky. Uh, there's so much happening nowadays. Um, you, you almost need that focus to make sure that if you're only going to go to the museum one day a year, well, what better day to go? Absolutely, um, and I hope that people will go more than that. But certainly, as you know, we have a very comprehensive schools programs. I think most schools in Gibraltar come anyway. And one of our experiences has been in the past that children then bring their parents after they've been. So that that happens as well. But clearly this is a, a good opportunity, as you say, to focus, uh, for us to focus as well in terms of what we're doing, what we want to do and what the messages we want to get across. Um, and one of the things that always impresses me about Gibraltarians particularly is is the huge interest we have in our own history and heritage. And it's fantastic to sit, you know, just talk to people as they come in, hear what they're interested in. Sometimes, you know, you may get gems, things you didn't even know about, but also to interact and say, well, you know, if you're interested in this, we can we can help you in this way, that or the other. In short, why should our listeners head on down to see you? It's your heritage. It's, it's, it's your Gibraltar, it's your museum. Uh, and give us your feedback. Tell us what you think of what we're doing is right and uh, enjoy the day with us. And for the first time this year, we'll have the student archaeologists that have come out to dig will be there. So you'll be able to chat to people who are actually working on the ground in the site as well. Hope to see you there. I will see you there. Uh, Professor Finlayson, thank you uh, for joining us and that um, International Museums Day celebrated at the museum on Saturday from 10 until 6 try and work it into your weekend plans. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. You're um, you're a musician as well as a table tennis player. I am, yes. Tell us, you're in a band, Delta 7. I am in a band, yes. Um, I'm a singer, I'm a man singer. We've got a lot of people who um, play the piano and the drummers and more guitars as well. Um, um, I play table tennis as well. Um, I am number one in the uh, UK uh, with Dalsitum, and I am number four for the whole Europe as well. And I've been playing tennis for 10 years as well. 
Amazing. Let's uh, let's bring in uh, your mother, Lindsay. Uh, how have you enjoyed the stay so far? Yes, very much. It's been lovely to introduce Harry to different people through table tennis. Um, they were very welcoming at the local club. And he was reintroduced to a young lad, Jamie, who he had met in Plymouth at a top-edge training camp. Also, um, the guys, Tom and Andy, at SUP Ability, they introduced Harry to a new sport, stand-up paddleboarding. And I think I understand that they are working alongside a number of people with additional needs to um, encourage them to enjoy the sport as much as as Tom and Andy obviously do. Uh, uh, And let's bring in Annette, because um, for anyone who has seen Harry playing table tennis, he's very, very good. Um, And he must be something of an inspiration uh, for uh, for the local community to, to see Annette. Yes, he is inspirational. I think lots of people at the table tennis club wasn't or weren't expecting uh, a game as tough as that. And he played with um, Jack, uh, who's going to go and represent uh, Gibraltar at the Island Games. And I think they've um, exchanged numbers because they might carry on staying in touch. And the the coaches were really, really welcoming. And the idea is that we want to try and start a table tennis group like the one that we experienced when we were there in Brighton, the table tennis club in Brighton. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand.